With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Rogers, under pressure, spun down. Richardson again, his second sack. Tannehill couldn't get out of trouble, and he's sacked by Anthony Barr. First down for Miami, short of the 40. Look out, Tannehill, the timing was perfect. Anthony Barr. Those highlights courtesy of the NFL on Fox. It is Mackey and Judd with Rami. I'm Rami. There's Judd Zolgad, Phil Mackey, Jonathan Harrison, other side of the glance. Glass, I should say, and it is the NFL free agency frenzy bonanza. Jonathan liked glance better, actually. <laughs> His, he perked really up. Confused there. Behind On the, the glance. other side of Rami's glance. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've uh, patched things up. Okay, yeah, yeah we've mended those now. fences. But uh, the free agency frenzy bonanza went full frenzy <laughs> bonanza today. Right around, I don't know, eleven thirty noon with news oh, that Anthony Barr. Had uh, pulled the old switcheroo on the New York Jets and came back to the Minnesota Vikings. I was, I was, uh, I don't know if shocked is the word. Shocked is a pretty strong word, but it's as surprised as I've been, and probably anybody has been since NFL free agency opened yesterday at what was it, eleven a.m. And also, if we could just take a moment to fan Judd here. Judd is okay, going Judd? into like his fifth hour of free agency frenzy bonanza today, and a hockey show. Well, yeah, Judd, like, and Judd the wild is, game last night. There's steam coming off this man. It was, but it's all great because it's all like goofy stuff. It's dissension at the wild about the power play, the bar thing. The bar thing's a godsend. It's amazing story wise. Yeah. Like it's like you're like okay they they lost Sheldon okay that's you know boring. Latavius Murray is gone to the Saints. Okay, you know not un- un- unexpected. Breaking news. So you're figuring okay who else signed? Breaking news. Anthony Barr's coming back to the Vikings. Yeah. The did hell not see story. that coming. Yeah, so no, I didn't either. So let's start with the the main question here, and and we will have if you're if you're listening, we will have you updated if anything breaks, and there will be another shoe dropping here for the Vikings, yeah, maybe even to today, be. right? Um, and if you're so if you're listening, we'll keep you posted. If you're watching us on Twitch right now, Twitch.tv slash Score North, 
we actually have NFL and Vikings Twitter pulled into the feed, so you can just like you can watch us and watch NFL Twitter and I can Vikings see it. Twitter. It's going right crazy. there behind you. I see it. It is. You see this? Yeah. Yes, it's right here. <laughs> it's a, it's actually a it's a whiteboard that we have. <laughs> One of those overhead projectors projecting NFL Twitter. Uh, But uh, it's just a simple math game here. So the Vikings went into free agency with four to four and a half, five million dollars in cap room. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, among the three to five lowest uh, cap space teams in the NFL. So they get rid of Remmers and they get rid of Sendejo and they free up around ten million dollars more. So they go in with what, 12 or 13 million dollars in cap room, give or take Mm -hmm. a few bucks here and there. Today, Anthony Barr agrees to a deal reportedly worth $14 million a year, thus wiping out all of their cap space and more. So, two questions. One, who goes next? It's got to be Everson Griffin, a Kyle Rudolph restructure. Uh, and even if you only let go of one of those guys, you're still, I think you almost have to let go of both of them or get creative if you want to sign a safety or sign a receiver. Or an offensive lineman. So what's the other shoe to drop is the question here. I think it's got to be Griffin, doesn't it? I mean, you just... Yeah. you, you he's, just, got, he's got to be gone, too. When, when you look at Not how money is spread over yeah. a roster, they they just they just granted a large amount of money to the front seven in, in Anthony Barr. That means that they probably have to take some money from the front seven in Everson Griffin. And it would be no cap hit whatsoever if they release Everson Griffin between now and tomorrow. If you don't uh, release Griffin and restructure Kyle, you're absolutely crazy. Like, you've got to go to Kyle now and be like, okay, you like it here. We'll do something for you, but you're restructuring. We're not going to take this entire hit. But to me, there's so many tentacles to the bar news, including the the fact that this now, and it's not shocking, but this now reemphasizes how powerful Zimmer is in that building because the Vikings don't do this. If the Vikings like a guy like Barr, a year out, he's signed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the last time that they did something that almost seemed, and, and I'm not talking for an outside free agent, I'm talking a guy who was on their payroll and about to leave, Phil. I'm trying to remember the last time they made what, what in some ways I think you can describe as a panicked, oh my gosh, we can't lose this guy, so let's go sign him, and now we'll pay him more. But this really does... In a day and age where offense is becoming king, no question about it, this recommits to the fact that this team is built around one thing, and that's defense. It is, and, I, and so I'm, I'm a little divided here. I'm just going to talk my feelings out, and you guys can, you can. This will be a therapy session here. I'm trying to figure out how I feel about this. I'm filling. <laughs> I'm, I'm Phil, and I've been injecting Vikings free agency speculation into my arm You've all afternoon. You've been watching too much Bachelor. You just said, I want to talk about how I feel about this. Hey, part two finale, two hour, maybe three hours tonight. You guys are still Anthony welcome Bard to come over. jumped the wall. That's how he got away from the Jets. <laughs> Not even the president could stop uh, Colton from, or Anthony Barr. Um, so on one hand, you have one of the great and brilliant defensive-minded coaches in the NFL, Mike Zimmer. And you're giving him the defensive paintbrushes that he wants to paint on the canvas that he wants, right? I mean, that's you've got a defensive-minded coach. He identified Anthony Barr as a, a go-up-and-get-him, first-round draft pick type of a guy. And and he has lost Anderson Deho, Sheldon Richardson, and uh, maybe even Everson, maybe even another defender here at some point. And he, and he is saying, for me to perform at my peak level as a defensive coach, you can't keep kicking these guys off the roster. Let me have one of these guys back, right? And so on that, from that perspective, I like it because you're putting tools in Mike Zimmer's tool belt and you're allowing him to do what he needs to do. On the other hand, 
and I don't have a list of Vikings exact salaries in front of me. Kirk Cousins is the highest paid player. Is Anthony Barr now their second highest paid player? It's him and Stefan Diggs, basically. And and uh, Xavier Rhodes is in that I'll mix, to too. Yeah. So he's one of their three or four highest paid players on the roster right now. And it's felt for the last two or three years like he gives you these flashes and he he shows you he shows you like one in every three games what he's capable of, Anthony Barr, but it's never like sixteen games of dominance. You know, he's certainly not Khalil Mack or uh, he's certainly not what he was when he burst into the league. And I'm wondering is he worth being the third or fourth highest paid player on your team as the guy he's been the last two or three years? Or does Mike Zimmer have a trick up his sleeve? Are they going to unleash Anthony Barr as a pass rusher more often 2019 going forward saying, all right, we we wouldn't pay you this much money based on your last two or three years of production, but we're going to tweak and evolve your role to be more of a ferocious pass rusher. And that's how you're going to be worth Top three, top four money on the team. This isn't how you pay off-ball linebackers. This is how you pay guys who who chase quarterbacks. This this is this is chase the quarterback money is is what Anthony Barr just got today. So mm-hmm. you would think that yeah he he will be used a little bit differently and and sent after the quarterback a little bit more. From what I'm looking at here, Daniil Hunter right now because Anthony Barr's contract isn't official has the second highest cap hit uh, going into next year at 13 and a half million so yeah. Barr will be the se- if his if his cap hit is 13 and a half 14 million he'll be the second highest paid so if you if you were to just say all right team A in the NFL you've got your two highest paid players on the team one of them's on offense one of them's on defense what should those players be you'd say well the offense should be your quarterback and defense should be the guy who gets the other team's the quarterback pass rusher, yeah. right yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean that's what yep. that's what it should be. Uh, on, on Purple Daily, Courtney Cronin brought up the fact that this new contract, according to her, does have incentives uh, for sacks. So the theory that we talked about and Collars brought it full circle was because if Zimmer went to Spielman last night and said, "You can't do this to me. I got to have him," and Spielman's like, "That's a lot of money, you know, uh, Mike. I don't know if I can do it." And and Mike said, "I got to have him." You got to think that Rick said, "Okay, I can do it," but here's the deal. We're going to have to do what Phil just said, which is feature him to rush the passer and then got Barr back by giving him incentives very specifically tied to. So let, let's say that Zimmer's defensive philosophy used Barr and I'm just picking a, a number here, but six different ways. All right. Some creative and they were great and some creative. And th- those were the times where we're like, where'd Barr go? Uh so now Rick said, okay, we got to get that down to three times, and this guy's got to rush the passer. And then what Collar brought up, which is not a bad thought in 2019 with how much Zimmer is willing to do on defense. And keep in mind, in Dallas, when he was at Parcells, D.C., he worked with a 3-4. What if you went to, not necessarily a base, but a lot more 3-4, and Griffin's gone, and now Richardson's gone. All right, but so your three front guys are Joseph in the middle, the three technique is out a little bit more, moved out altogether, and now Barr is put in, in a position more consistently as a 3-4 to rush the passer. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Football. Yeah. Football! Football, yeah! Football! Yeah! I got to believe in the conversation between Rick and Mike, it wasn't just, I really want him back. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. It's got to be what Phil is alluding to, which is, okay, he can come back. Because I don't think Barr's drop-off was necessarily always Barr's fault. Now, there were times, like the Rams game, where he was put in an impossible situation coverage, and that's just too bad. 
and it looked awful. Mm-hmm. But I think there were times he disappeared because Zimmer was using him in ways that, that Mike saw fit. But what if now it's going to be, there's three different ways we're going to use you, and one of those ways is going to be rushing the passer a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because it, if you follow the way this played out, either they changed their mind as an organization from their stance a year ago, uh, or even from their stance maybe a week ago. I mean, right? Like, let, let's or Monday morning. But who knows? What, what is what's changed since last year when they decided not to not to sign Anthony Barr? He, but here, I think we're I think we're barking up the right tree here. I think it's the realization that, and I don't know when these conversations these conversations have probably evolved over the course of months and months. Mm-hmm. But they're looking at the ages of players. They're looking at the needs that they have to fill, and they're saying Anthony Barr is younger than Everson Griffin. Yes, they play different positions, but they both can attack the passer. So have they evolved their thinking of Anthony Barr as a linebacker and he needs to get better at covering tight ends and running backs out of the backfield to the point where now they say, bleep it. Let's pay him $14 million a year so he can go destroy opposing quarterbacks and let's get out of this game of trying to figure out if he can cover Gronk, right? See, like, I, I think that may be part of their thought process. But to me, when I when I saw this move today, and I thought exactly what Judd did, I was like, that's weird. That's not really how the Vikings operate. They usually, he would have gotten that contract a year ago if, if they wanted the, the, the services of Anthony Barr long term. And then I thought, what's changed since last year? And what's changed is the landscape in the NFC North. This is a Vikings team last year that went into the offseason having just come up short of making the Super Bowl. They went out and got who they thought was their franchise quarterback, and they probably thought, well, we'll lose some guys on defense next year, but the offense the offense should make a jump, so if the defense takes a step back, that'll balance things out, and, and we should be fine. They thought, I think the Vikings really thought last year that they had the division by the device, to borrow a term I, I used a couple of weeks ago. They had the division by the device, and <laughs> and then the Bears go out and do what they did last offseason, and it translated into some sex su- success on the field. <laughs> wow. Well, you never know. I mean, Cody Parkey's a cute kid. I mean, yeah, that's true. But it translated into some <laughs> play success the, play the porn music. on the field. Let's go football porn. The, the, yeah. the, the, the hey, Packers don't you play for the Bears? uncharacteristically go out and make some moves in free agency. This offseason, the Lions have been very active in free agency. All of a sudden, the whole division is moving, and the Vikings are sitting there going, "Well, we we it looks like we're going to get worse this offseason if we if we lose Anthony Barr and these other guys on defense." Well, you you've sparked something in my mind. Let's let's flush this when out. I said sex, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much it. Aren't you a McCowan? <laughs> wow, you're hot. You know where Robbie's mind is for yes, the show. Absolutely, device. Success. I can narrow it down. I think based on what you just said, and the Vikings looking around the division, I can narrow it down to one name that may have changed their thought process on Anthony Barr going into this 2019 season and beyond. Mackie and Judd with Rami, and if you are just joining us for the first time and you're wondering what is this Score North business all about, well, 1500 ESPN is now Score North, and we are much more than just a radio station. You can find a lot of our stuff live streaming on Twitch and Twitter and Facebook. Last night, Judd, Collar, and myself sat around, and uh, we did a a one-hour live video stream and just watched NFL Twitter, basically. And a few thousand of you hung out with us, and it was a lot of fun. You can find our hub for everything Vikings free agency related is scorenorth.com, S-K-O-R-North.com, and all of our social media platforms are just at scorenorth, S-K-O-R-North, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, 
and Twitch. And, uh, and, and we're hanging out in the TCL studios, I should mention, too. So before I float that name to you, gentlemen, let's talk about TCL TVs and uh, the gloriousness that is 4K picture quality and thousands of streaming channels. We have uh, probably a dozen or 20 TCL TVs around the studios, the production rooms. It really escalated quickly. Like, I, I mean, came they, in one day and they there breeded. were just TVs everywhere. I know. It was ridiculous. Yeah. They've, you've got like little, uh, little 25 inch TVs that are hoping to grow into 55 inch TVs at some point. And we toggle back and forth very easily between our cable menu of channels and the streaming channels. And so, whether it's ESPN streaming channels, ESPN Plus, Fox, you name it, you can watch all kinds of live sports programming and on demand sports programming with that built in Roku device. TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand, and you can find TCL TVs inside any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. It's a free agency frenzy bonanza on Scorn. Hey! Football, Football free, free agency, agency frenzy, frenzy bonanza. bonanza. Tannehill couldn't get out of trouble, and he's sacked by Anthony Barr. First down for Miami, short of the 40. Look out. Tannehill, the timing was perfect. Anthony Barr. It is the Football Free Agency Frenzy Bonanza on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and Mackie and Judd with Rami. If you want to get in on the action, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. Catch us streaming at twitch.tv slash North. If uh, you're under a rock all day or maybe just working and not able to follow the football free agency frenzy bonanza. Anthony Barr pulled an about face today after basically agreeing to sign with the Jets. He uh, comes back to the Vikings and gets a deal around $14 million a year for about four years. And uh, we were discussing before the break why the Vikings would do this now when they did not sign him a year ago, as has been the norm for the Minnesota Vikings to lock guys up before they ever hit free agency. And, Phil, you said you could explain it with one name. You were going to drop a yes, name on us? I think... I think the arrival of Khalil Mack in the NFC North sparked something inside Mike Zimmer. And I, this is, listen, this is all somewhat uh, haphazard, reckless speculation. Reckless speculation! But when you're Mike Zimmer and you take as much pride as you take in defense and in molding players and your first-round draft pick, Anthony Barr, and you look over at a dormant Chicago Bears franchise, they pull a huge trade for Khalil Mack and dish out one of the biggest contracts in the NFL, biggest non-quarterback contract in the NFL. And that team goes from irrelevant to Super Bowl contender. That Bears team, like there were people when they went to the playoffs thinking that's that's the only team that can go into New Orleans and maybe beat the Saints and go on and win the Super Bowl. Now, obviously it didn't turn out that way for the Bears. But when you get a front row seat to that Chicago Bears team twice and you see the havoc that one of those swing-type, defensive-end, linebacker, hybrid players with athleticism, the ability to make quarterbacks miserable if you deploy them in that way. Am I saying Anthony Barr is Khalil Mack? No, I am not. I just want to make that clear. I'm not saying Anthony Barr is Khalil Mack. Am I saying Mike Zimmer took notice and maybe thought to himself, gosh, I can do better with Anthony Barr. I can deploy Anthony Barr in a more Khalil Mack type of a way. And maybe he doesn't turn into the best defensive player of, of the last five years, but maybe he t- turns into a guy that's worth $14 million. Maybe he, t- he turns into a guy that can take our defense back to number one in the NFL, right? 
I think if you get a front row seat to watch Khalil Mack on a regular basis like Mike Zimmer did, it gets you thinking about what can become of Anthony Barr. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said before the break, I also think it was just the rest of the division sort of creating some distance between themselves and the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, the Lions were terrible, and they had ground to gain on the Vikings, so I don't know that we can say that they passed them, but... The Bears and and the Packers, I think, were were either better or right there with the Vikings last year. And both teams go out and improve themselves this offseason. And the Lions go on an absolute shopping spree. I think the Vikings were looking at it. And where a year ago they had this division, it was theirs to lose. Now they're looking at it, and it has slipped out of their grasp. And it's slipping further and further away the more that their own guys walk away and, and these teams around them are, are adding players. So I will ask both you guys a question that I asked Collar in the 3 o'clock. And it's very simple, and it's not going to happen, but the question is, would the Vikings be better off? And to your point, Phil, about the Bears, this dovetails perfectly. So the Bears had a great defense, a really good coordinator, but were coached by an offensive first guy in, in an era where offense is just becoming a bigger deal. Would the Vikings be better off right now today if we were uh, sitting here having this conversation and Gary Kubiak was head coach, Zimmer was his defensive coordinator, so Zimmer couldn't fall in love with a guy like Bars, so he jumps into the train tracks and stops the train, but he's still very, he's a very good defensive mind. Would the Vikings be better off if the roles of the assistant head coach offense were, were, were reversed with Zimmer's? Zimmer's still here, so he's not gone. But now your offense is operating with a guy who has the head coaching title and has more power. Wow. So that's how the Bears operate. But you're saying, would the Vikings be better off if Gary Kubiak was their head coach and Mike Zimmer was just their defensive coordinator? Correct. Right? Because the, Bear, the Bears operate with an offensive head coach and a really, and, and, a guy who got a head coaching job, but he was a defensive coordinator only before that. I've always job. thought that's the way to go, especially when a quarterback is the centerpiece of your team from a player standpoint. And I think that what you need to do is find a bright offensive mind, attach those two at the hip, and ride it out as long as 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 those two can have success. See, Gary Kubiak and Mike Zimmer have actually had sort of similar circumstances as head coach and the what was the biggest difference with Gary Kubiak? I mean, let's just go back to Gary Kubiak's career in Houston for instance when he had Matt Schaub was his quarterback for a while I think they had a couple other just bad backup type quarterbacks and it was a lot of 8 and 8 9 and 7 if you get everything right you can maybe get up to 10 11 wins and like they were never bad and the Vikings have never been bad under Mike Zimmer and Gary Kubiak didn't actually take a step forward in his uh, in his career uh, as a coach on any level, really, until Peyton Manning was his quarterback. Right when when they went twelve and four, he took over for John Fox, and I think the first year didn't they go twelve and four and uh, in Denver in two thousand fifteen. So um, if some of it's it's hard because with Mike Zimmer, if you were to give him a Peyton Manning at the time. Yeah. Would we really be questioning his head coaching abilities or is it that he hasn't had the right quarterback? I'm, I'm not even coached. I'm not questioning his abilities. I'm questioning the structure of the system itself. Okay. So th- this is not an indictment. And, and Kubiak might be the wrong name. If if you could go, if you had a young guy like Nagy is in Chicago and you could, and Mike was still on your staff and coordinated your defense, but that young guy was, as Rami said, attached to the quarterback at the hip. Is that, because this league is, 
changing really rapidly. And it's this is not to imply that defense is not important still, mm-hmm. but we're definitely seeing a shift in philosophies of how things work. And it makes me think, is jumping into the train tracks to um, stop Anthony Barr from signing with the Jets when you're up against the cap like they are really the greatest move? I don't know. I, I don't think I, – I go back to this. I don't think it's a bad move if you use Anthony Barr in a productive way. If Anthony Barr is, as Rami said earlier, if he's an off-ball linebacker and he's your second highest paid player, then you're, that's a foolish move. Right. It's a, it, it, would, it would be like – you know, if like you pay your sixth man off the bench in the NBA max money or something, well, oh, that's actually kind of happening with the Timberwolves right now. <laughs> I was going to say, but they refuse to move him to the did, bench. You did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a salary cap league. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you not designate him as a pass rusher if he's your second highest paid player? So, um, I'm looking at it as this is what he's going to be now going forward, and if he's not, then I'll rip the Vikings. But I'm going to wait. I want to wait. In, in week one, if Anthony Barr is spending the entire game covering the opposing team's tight end, I, well, it's probably not worth $14 million a year. Also, when you just, when just take, the, take the money off these guys, remove it from the equation, and look at where the playmakers are on this team, and you have them on offense. You have, you have Diggs, you have Thielen, you have Cook, who you hope can stay healthy. Kirk Cousins should be more of a playmaker than what we saw last year. On defense, I mean, if, when you lose Richardson and you may be losing Griffin and and Sandejo, a guy who, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he make a Pro Bowl a few years ago? I mean, your 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 playmakers on the defensive side of the football, your difference makers, are dwindling slowly, but dwindling nonetheless. So I don't, I don't mind spending that money on the defensive side of the ball if you think that Anthony Barr can be one of those playmakers and difference makers to just balance out the talent. I know where the money is, but that's somewhat distorted because of how much Kirk Cousins makes. You have more money on the offensive side of the football right now than you do the defensive side. But I think that when you just talk about talent and playmakers, difference makers, I think you needed to keep and maybe even add one or two to the defensive side of things to keep things balanced. A question for the live listening and watching audience. If you want to chime in in the comment section on Twitch, twitch.tv slash score north, or if you want to call us 651-646-8255. They're, the other shoe's going to drop. They're going to either cut or restructure somebody, so they will free up a little more money. But this essentially was their big free agency splash, right? I mean, this yeah. Anthony Barr, $14 million, was their big splash. Do you think it's going to be worth it? 651-646-8255, or hit us up in the comment section on twitch.tv slash score north. Uh, do you guys want to rapid fire, too, through just some other moves, Vikings-related moves that went down today yeah, across absolutely. the league? Yep. Let's start with this one. Latavius Murray agrees to terms with the New Orleans Saints, reportedly four years, $14 million. So the Vikings are in the market for a backup running back, and Latavius Murray, according to the landscape right now, has taken over for Mark Ingram, who's a free agent, too. But then he also had, like, he there were some like, tweets that he might about go going back. back, right? So, uh, yeah, Latavius Murray gone. Eminently replaceable. Yeah, Michael Thomas tweeted out that um, Mark Ingram was going to pull an Anthony Barr. Okay. So, was he hopeful or was he I don't know. reporting this? But you know who, who is, is finding out exactly how undervalued this position is right now? Bell. Le'Veon Bell has still not signed. Supposedly the Jets have given him a deadline. And after Barr spurned the Jets, they're the one team involved. And everybody else is like, we'll just wait, thank you. This is uh, running back is one position where I firmly believe that you can have basically collusion of some sort where you're like, why am I going to pay that position? I can find one. 
So I think Bell thought, I'll sit out a year. I'm going to break the bank, right? And I think now what he's finding is teams are like, we'd like to have you, but it's on our terms. We'll pay cornerbacks. We'll pay quarterbacks. We'll play, uh, we'll pay left tackles, but running backs are not going to get paid. And I think he's going to. I, I think that's the perception everybody has right now. And, and, a lot of people are doing that with Antonio Brown, too, when he was trying to maneuver his way out of Pittsburgh, and everybody's going, what, what, what leverage does he have? He, he has no guaranteed money left on his contract, and he, he somehow pulls it off to where he goes to Oakland, he gets three years, he gets all the guaranteed money that he wanted, and everybody goes, well, how do you do that? I think Le'Veon Bell, at the end of the day, we're all going gonna, gonna to look foolish if we're jumping to the conclusion that it's taking this long because he's not getting what he wants. I think Le'Veon Bell is weighing offers right now and will get everything he wants hmm. when all is yeah. said and done. I think he gets paid too, but I do. I, I would be a little skittish if I'm a team ready to dish out $15 million a year or whatever it's going to be for Le'Veon Bell, and his backup plays, his backup starts 12 games, goes for 973 yards on 4.5 yards a carry, James Conner, scores 12 touchdowns, also catches 55 passes for 100 yards. Mm-hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs, okay, Kareem Hunt, he gone. They they cut Kareem Hunt late in the season. They still win a bunch of games in December. Yep. They go to the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. without what was supposed to be their key offensive piece. I would look at those things and say, yeah, like it's it's certainly an important position, and you want someone who can play on third down and catch passes and do a lot of things. But I don't know if it's like fifteen million dollars a year important. And this is one sport too where I don't believe missing an entire year is a good thing. Not at that position. Too. I don't think if you're a GM, you're like that guy missed an entire year. Great. I think if if you miss an entire year, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of feeling that can he recapture that as well. So I'll be curious there. But he does. I've just always gone back to that as one position in sports where it's nice to have a guy that can do a lot of things, and that's a necessary evil of that job now. But I don't know if teams are going to be like, I'll pay $15 million for that. Uh, Sheldon Richardson to the Cleveland Browns, reportedly three years, $36 million. The Browns might also be in on Odell Beckham Jr., according to some reports, too. The Browns and the look at the Browns defense last what's year. That, they had Sheldon Richardson. What's that about? To it. What's is, what about? Is is the Giants shopping Odell Beckham Jr. a nod to the fact that Pat Shermer doesn't really think he can tolerate or handle him? I find that to be because didn't he just sign a big contract with them last just year? Last year, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really curious what that's about because I thought once they signed him, they'd be like, okay, he's a pain in the ass, but he's ours and he's pretty damn good. So somebody decided that they were tired of it. A year later. Yeah, I know. A year after you make that That's why I'm asking Rami right now, what's going on? There? I you don't tell know. Me. I don't it's know. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It must just be that they have grown tired of his act. I don't know. I don't know what else it can be. And again, I'm going to say the same thing about him that I would that I did Antonio Brown. I'd put up with that act. I'd put up with that act. <laughs> We're so different. We're so different that on that of, one. For that type of production. Oh. Uh, I, would, uh, I, I would put up with the act within reason. And I think Odell Beckham Jr., Odell Beckham Jr. and Antonio Brown do tend to get, like, they get the T.O. treatment, and I don't think that's accurate. I mean, T.O. was holding press conferences, doing sit-ups in his driveway, and was crying at press conferences. I think Beckham skews more towards T.O. than Antonio Brown probably does. So on a scale of, like, on a scale of Jerry Rice, who never... Did anything I have, outward I have, to T.O. I'm skeptical that Antonio Brown's going to go to Oakland and for the long term, short term, he'll be fine. For the long term, be a good guy. Odell Beckham Jr., in my mind, within about a month, something would happen. He'd melt down. 
Brown, I'm not sure about. He and, might not. And it gets amazing. You can go through the Super Bowl champions, and it's certainly not that you never win a championship if you're a star wide receiver, but go look at the top quarterbacks list and count up the rings, and then go look at the top wide receivers list after Jerry Rice and count up the rings. I mean, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss. There's some notable, notable goose eggs yeah. in there. And even if you if you go and just look at the teams that win Super Bowls on a yearly basis, and okay, who are their number one, number two wide receivers? I mean, it's like Doug Baldwin, you know. Yep. It's it's not splashy names that you would think. Antonio Brown, I think, does he have a Super Bowl from two thousand? Yeah, he does. Like early in his career, right? It, but not he, peak Antonio Brown. The only reason I remember that is because they were on Sports Center going over the highlights of his Pittsburgh Steelers career. He had, that was his worst postseason performance ever. He had one reception for yeah. one yard. In that game against the Cardinals. Wow. Uh, what about these two? That we're just going through Vikings and NFL-related news from today, and we're, we're following along throughout the show here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Roger Saffold, the best offensive guard on the market, to the Tennessee Titans, reportedly four years, $44 million. Mm-hmm. And uh, center, is it pronounced Matt Paredes? Three years, Broncos, $27 yeah. million to the Panthers. So two guys that I'm sure if the Vikings have more cap room, even even if they hadn't brought Anthony Barr back, those were two guys that were going to be tough to, to squeeze in. Would you rather that. have Saffold or Barr? Upgrade the offensive line and let Barr walk? Or How old Saffold? 30-something, 30 31, right? I think. I'll yeah. take, I'd I, rather have Barr if you used him as a pass rusher and draft an offensive lineman in the first round. The parade is one intrigued me because I believe that his background goes um, back to time in Denver with Kubiak and Dennison, who's going to be the new offensive line coach here. And so before that story broke, I told Collar, this would be an interesting signing. I think he's 29. If the Vikings brought him in, put him at at center, fully knowing the Kubiak system to help Cousins out as well, and kicked Elfline out to a guard. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They just have no cash. It's just clear. So like we talk about all, all these yeah. names. Do- Doogie reported um, on Twitter that they had inquired and were in on Saffold, but they got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is all headed toward, at this point, First round draft pick, like you just, or second round draft pick. You know, it's just still going to be a defensive player in the first round because it's Mike Zimmer. I think but then, like the second round draft pick <laughs> has to be an offensive line. Phil, I've, co- I've convinced myself they are going to do what we talked about on the video last night. I've convinced myself they're going to take a tackle in the first round, start that guy at left tackle, and move Riley Reef to guard. And that's why they talked about it. Because I don't think they, I my guess is they're not going to deem a guard to be good enough to take in, in the first round. But if you get a left tackle first round, you know, that's fine. Right. So that would be the reason why. Uh, actually, someone has a, a Bears question for you, Rami. Really? On the, on the Twitch feed, twitch.tv slash score north. Would it be good if Chicago paid Le'Veon Bell? Wouldn't it be able to land a real quarterback if Mitch <laughs> doesn't plan, uh, doesn't pan out and would have to deal with the Mac contract? I'm not comprehending the full question there, but. I don't think they have the salary. I'll just make it real simple. I don't think they have the salary cap space to sign a Le'Veon Bell. So whatever the rest of the question was, it's sort of irrelevant. They just don't have the money. I read something o- over the weekend about Adrian Peterson perhaps landing in Chicago. I have heard. How that would you rumor. feel about that? Okay, I mean, I don't, but I don't really know how he fits into Matt Nagy's offense. The reason Jordan Howard wasn't productive oh, last he does, year, he doesn't know about it, was because he he didn't fit. So I don't see how Adrian Peterson fits into Matt Nagy's offense. Just give him the ball, okay? <laughs> Just he'll, give him he'll the ball. Figure the rest give out. him the ball time and time again. He'll, he'll be happy the rest out. until he fumbles in a crucial game against the Vikings and the Vikings recover and you get up from your couch and start throwing stuff at your TV. This sounds like a personal memory, Judd. Oh, the Peterson fumbles. <laughs> Ask Phil. Ask Jonathan.
Yeah, it is a little. It, it's actually a little over exaggerated if you go back and look statistically. <laughs> but it was definitely. Hold on a second. He fixed it. He fixed it for years until the Seattle playoff I know. Game. I'm saying he <laughs> fixed it. Poor Blair it for years. Walsh. Poor Blair Walsh takes the fall. All I'm saying is there's a there's a little Tony Romo uh, uh, factor there where people oh. people forget about the years of greatness and just latch on to like the three crucial bad moments because they were in. I'm just saying I floated I floated a tweet this weekend that you, know, you guys ever heard of the term getting ratioed on Twitter yes where where the comments are like twice as many as the likes and the retweets because people are just calling you an idiot right and when the Brad Childress news came across over the weekend I retweeted and said you know like I've given this take to Judd and he just laughs at me like Brad Childress gets too much of a bad rap he was the coach of a team that was on the doorstep of a Super Bowl appearance in 2009. Oh, I bet and you we, got And we treat him like he's garbage. Oh. And he's not, like, on a scale of garbage to Bill Parcells, we lean toward garbage with Brad Childress. And I'm just saying he's more like a Gary Kubiak. Okay? He's, like, in the middle somewhere. And you got ratioed A little, ratio a little less than Gary Kubiak. So what happened in the comments? Oh, they all called me an idiot for the whole weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't defend Chile. You probably Chile. have four burner accounts. You can't defend Chile. It doesn't work in this town. Like why can't why why can't we look at him and say yeah like okay he definitely had some blind spots but even before Brett Favre, well Brett Favre was the coach of that team they went ten and six and won a division the year before Brett Favre got there with Tavares Jackson and Gus Farratt as a as quarterbacks did a Twitter account by the name of Zud Jolged <laughs> come after you yeah I remember that year they played the Eagles in the first round at home and uh, Tavares Jackson threw an out route that Asante Samuel walked back into the end zone yeah. Should have started Gus Farratt in that game. But Gus Farratt was also yes. not very good that season. It still would have been better than TJ. <laughs> yeah. I we've, told we've you. We've had this we've, argument. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on. 651-646-8255. We'll talk about uh, the bet the Vikings are really making here on the 2019 season. And we're pretty much just mainlining Vikings and NFL speculation the entire show and the entire day on Score North. Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota is on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. And uh, they've got some good specials happening right now. In fact, the auto show is taking place because it's March. It's auto show season. It's supposed to be spring season at some point. I guess we are getting into the 30s this week. But uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota is celebrating March with $500 in trading cash and a ton of great deals, including 0% interest on the all-new 2019 Highlander. In fact, right now, over 600 new and used vehicles on the lot. It's like free agency. It's a free agency car frenzy at Luther Brookdale Toyota. There's 600 new and used vehicles. You got some Petersons, you got some Yeldons. It's very exciting, uh, and 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 some of those uh, include the 2019 Rav4, Tacomas, Tundras. You need new brakes right now. You can get a $25 rebate on front and rear brakes if you need to pump the brakes on Vikings Optimism. I mean, there's all kinds of endless abilities right now at Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. Gentlemen, SportsIllustrated.com, SI.com. They didn't even wait 24 hours until the legal tampering period window opened up. Why wait? 
They have do another one today. An updated mock draft. Yeah, six oh, we go. Six Projecting trades. Oh, that's right. March. Oh my God! Listen, you can't get to twenty point oh if you don't start with one through six point oh. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this. I, I don't I don't know where this is going. Where our journey to the 18th pick could take us anywhere here because they say there's quarterback trades. There's a, a the the tease in the headline is a new quarterback for Antonio Brown question mark. But that's after the trade went down. So are they saying the Raiders take a quarterback? Let's dive in, shall mm. we? Okay. I'm just waiting. I'm mainlining the ball right now. I'm just waiting. Okay. Hours of this today is so great. Number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Okay. Number two overall to the San Francisco 49ers, according to SI.com, 6.0, Nick Bosa. Uh, Let's skip to some notables here. Uh, This is where it gets interesting. Oakland at four does take a quarterback, Drew Locke from Missouri. Really? Wait, Oakland? That's right. Hmm. At four? So, hold on. So many questions. Where's Carr going? Uh, it even says if the Raiders don't trade up for the first pick to take Murray, I think he might go. I think uh, he might go for Locke, whose superior athleticism to Dwayne uh, before Locke. The sentence is a disaster. Um, who, <laughs> who has superior athleticism to Dwayne Haskins makes him a better fit for John Gruden. I know John Gruden loves him some Kyler Murray, but. Okay. All right. Number All right. number six overall, the Giants, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Let's just go down to number uh, 18. Let's just get to 18. Let's just get right to it. With the 18th overall pick, according to this brand new mock draft, after only one day of tampering in the NFL, sportsillustrated.com, they've got the Vikings taking out of Iowa, a real meat and potato school. Mm. Can I guess? I don't know the player's name. I'm going to guess offensive lineman, though, just because it's no, Iowa. No, 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 I'm going the uh, tight end. He's really good. TJ Hawkinson, oh, the tight end. No! Oh! 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 So when do you cut Kyle, then? You know, here's how here's how uh, great this mock draft. I'm going to read you the paragraph here. Like this is a this is hot off the presses. This is what the paragraph says. Okay. The Vikings could use offensive line help here, but at this spot, Hawkinson is a great value for another need. Though Kyle Rudolph's agent said he will not be a cap casualty, the re-signing of Anthony Barr could complicate that. Even if it doesn't, uh, if Hawkinson is available here, I think he's too good to pass up. I want a mock! Mock! That just made me think of something. So we were talking yesterday about why we were dumbfounded as to why they hadn't approached Kyle Rudolph about renegotiating, right? After his comments over the weekend? Correct. Maybe they have no interest in renegotiating, and they've just been sitting back the whole time going, we'll either bring Kyle back at the price that he's at right now, or if we need to free up money, we just move forward without Kyle Rudolph. Just cut him. There's no need to check in with him throughout this process. We'll just let him know if his services are needed when the time comes. We'll send him a text. Right. That's the only thing that makes sense to me at this point. Hmm. I like I like hold your theory. You know, I like your theory on, on this. On. I'm gonna look something but up. But at the same time, Thank you. I I think there, there there's a certain group of Vikings players when you graduate into it, like Kevin Williams, Chad Greenway. I think I think they did the restructure thing a couple times with Kevin Williams. But like if you've yeah, de- if you've devoted right. five eight years to the Vikings, ten years to the Vikings. And you've been in Pro Bowls, and you've put up numbers, and you've been great in the community. Chad Greenway, Brian Robinson, right? 
they don't usually just dump you. They usually find a way to sort of ease you gracefully two or three years restructure. We'll kind of just like, we'll smooth out that deal. $2 million down to one. We'll, you know, and I think Kyle Rudolph falls into that category. I don't think he's the type of guy that they would say, well, we can just, Hey, if it works out that we need to just get rid of him, we'll just dump him on his ass. Right. I, I, I got to thinking about this too with Everson Griffin. So it's kind of a tough spot to be in. If you're one of these players that, you're at the mercy of what the team wants to do with you, right? You're either going to make $10 million or you're guaranteed nothing. And so they they can play the waiting game. They can cut Everson Griffin after the first wave of free agents sign. Not that he would be a first wave free agent, but let's say Everson Griffin was like, maybe he was capable of if he was a free agent right away when the tampering window opened and he could get eight or $9 million from some team, right? Yeah. Like the Vikings can cut him tomorrow. Which they which they should do, yes. And he'll have missed the yeah. first wave of free agency, and yeah. he'll wind up. And that's sort of I mean, bush- he'll still be able to feed his kids and all. But and that's that to me is more bush league than calling a guy in and saying it's pretty fun, but you're done here. Yeah, because you don't give them a chance to really scope out the open market with 31 other teams. Unless I'm missing something here, Rami. Here's a fly in the ointment of what you said about uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, question: When must teams be in compliance with the salary cap? Answer. At the start of the 2019 league year, which begins at 3 p.m. on Wednesday of this week. So if I was going to try to pursue free agents and have as much cap room as possible, wouldn't I want to cut Kyle today? But I think they went into free agency before? not necessarily knowing how much they were going to need, whether okay. it was to sign Anthony Barr or somebody else. And, and you know what? To, to your point, though, that that's a good one because it certainly appears that they didn't know that they were going to sign Barr mm-hmm. until today. So, all right. Good yeah. point. Uh, some more bar news here. This is from Adam Schefter, paraphrased by NFL Update on Twitter. Yeah, Anthony Barr was, quote, physically sick last night after the news broke that he was headed to the Jets, according to Adam Schefter. The decision just didn't feel right for him. Decided to change his mind and got a deal done with the Vikings today. So, like many rational human beings, saw himself photoshopped in a Jets uniform and was like, I cannot do this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cannot do this. Starts dry heaving. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to be paid 15 mil per season. I'm gonna be ill, huh? I'll take less to go back. I'll take less to go back. How much do you think Zim was was calling him last night, Anthony? It's Mike. What's up, Coach? Don't leave me. The Jets, Anthony. It's the Jets, <laughs> dude. What are you thinking? I'm on my third glass of Chardonnay, and I can tell you this is the stupidest bleeping decision you're ever going to make. I don't know if Mike Zimmer's a white wine guy, though. Oh, you might be right. It's probably red. You're right. Good. Yeah, good yeah. point. Touche. He's more of a red wine guy. Do we know he's a wine guy? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he is? <laughs> okay. All right. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He loves himself a little little post-game, a little post-practice, a little pre-practice, <laughs> pre-halftime. No, definitely post-game. <laughs> Yeah, he's a big wine guy. Post game bottler too. Now Adrian Heath, uh, the 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 gaffer for Minnesota United, mm-hmm. he is a white wine guy. Okay, so he showed up. He did the Brits live podcast last year and uh, got a couple. I think it's Chardonnay for him, or maybe it might be Pinot. We got some wine drinking coaches in this town. Okay, Cheryl Reeve drinks champagne because they win championships every couple of years. I don't know what Ryan Saunders drinks. He looks like milk. he's not old enough oh, to he drink. Milk. Yeah. He Ryan like- drinks milk. Yeah. <laughs> Boots has to drink beer, is my guess. Uh, Zim- Boots might just be into the hard alcohol. Well, now. Point. I was yeah, going to say, now, where are the whiskey drinkers in Now this he's town? probably turned towards, that's a good point. Zim drinks the wine. 
Cheryl drinks champagne. Ryan drinks milk. <laughs> Who am I missing? Rocco. Rocco yeah. strikes me as a guy bottled water only. Richard Petito, what is he drinking? But he is a beer. He strikes me as a type of guy. Although he's so thin, it can't be too many beers. He's no. He, I bet you. I bet you. There's a little whiskey Wine? there. Yeah. Okay. He gave me a corporate when I used to host the show back in the day. I asked him that question. When you're done with the game, like what do you what do you sip on? And he goes and he scans the crowd and he goes, I think Bud Light's in here. Like Bud Light's one of our sponsors. I drink Bud Light. And that's <laughs> the only answer I've ever got. I feel like PJ Flack drinks like Monster Energy drink. Oh, yeah. Chardonnay in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That. Yes. Um, okay. Choose your own Vikings adventure here. When we come back, Ooh. do you guys want? Do you want uh, a list of free agent running back options? Okay. That Rami and I were scanning through before the show because mm-hmm. the Vikings need a backup running back. Or do you want to talk about the real bet the Vikings are making, which Judd and I hit on a little bit last night, but we haven't brought any of these things to our show yet. Rami, I, I like the second one. Okay. The real bet the Vikings are I'll making? I'll take the latter. Yeah. Okay. Give Mac- me what's behind door number two. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new score.